When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right. It's actually uh, Zolgad Collar today, joined by Kevin Seifert, ESPN.com now. Welcome, Kevin. How are you doing? Good. It's gangs back together. It's, it's emotional. Nine, yeah, really is. 9.30 Mondays again this season, correct? Let's that, do it. That's what we're planning Whatever on? you okay. guys want. I'm here for you. 9.30 on Mondays. Okay, Collar, run your, uh, run your question that we were talking about uh, previously past Kevin with the equation of including a team where I think people initially are going to think you're crazy, but there's some logic to it. Well, the, the Ryan Tannehill injury made me think that I would so much rather be the Minnesota Vikings than the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. But how many organizations would I rather be than the Minnesota Vikings? And we were going through, and I was saying, I'll just go by quarterback because they'll yeah. give me a chance to win right away. Right. Quarterback's better than Sam Bradford. Give them to me. But then there's an exception to that rule in my mind, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Because I think that we have a really good idea of what the ceiling is for this Vikings team unless something goes really, really right for them. But the Browns are rebuilding so much talent around uh, their organization now through all the draft picks and things like that that I think that they're kind of like maybe the Chicago Cubs from a couple of years ago or some of the hockey teams that tanked and got Connor McDavid, right. like that, like that's where they are, and I might rather be them because I think the ceiling on that long term is higher than where it is with this Vikings team. Well, the, the the plus for the Browns is they have a lot of draft assets, and so those when you're when you're adding up assets of a franchise, those always add up uh, and and make an organization look good. But then you you look at the statistics of how many draft picks actually work out to be a good player, and they're not nearly as high. So you say, well, maybe they're just hedging their bets and they're just going to have a better chance of getting better players. But the real thing that the Browns are doing that is yet to be proven whether it, it's a, the way to build a team is to basically build all the rest of it and then deal with the quarterback yeah. later. Wait till yeah. a quor- It's almost like they're waiting until a quarterback falls into their lap. Right. Uh, they didn't make the move on Trubisky. They didn't re- draft anybody until Kaiser. Um, and now supposedly Kaiser is the best quarterback in camp, and I don't know if that speaks to the qu- quarterback levels or just that he's suddenly become this uh, – guy that they're that is much better than they thought they were going to be but i'm not sold on the browns approach to building a team yet because they haven't tried it's almost as if they're they're just waiting it's baseball guys too right yeah well one of them is paul de podesta the former gm of the dodgers and a billy bean uh, money ball but also you know there's there's their uh their former lawyer team attorney is now sort of the general manager and making all the decisions Mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot very i'm all for trying things differently and i'm all for for thinking outside the box but there's no way of getting around finding a good quarterback. And until the Browns do that, I'm not sold on the way they're building their team. Well, they do have a good chance of going 1-15 again. Yeah. It would almost be like Jimmy Clausen theory, right? Like they draft Kaiser, and then they lose a ton of games with him as the quarterback. And, and then Newton. draft yeah. the Cam Newton. 
of the next year. The Jets are going to be really bad. They're going to be in shape to get Sam There's going to be a lot of teams fighting for that number one and number two. The Jets are working hard, too, by the way. But I think that the Browns might have the best position still to do that with with all the young players they're going to ask to play this year. And, And if you're giving me the choice between taking Sam Bradford and a really, really good defense, or if you're saying that I can have all these players set for the future and I'll take next year's number one pick quarterback, I would take the number one pick quarterback. All right, and the factory of sadness builds into that, too. Like these decades <laughs> well, of karma that, that is holding the Browns there, there back. Is, there is that, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the, the Cubs show us that as soon as that's over, that's just over, right? That none of that really matters. And New Orleans is the same way. When I was growing up, New Orleans is the biggest joke ever. Yeah. And then they get Drew Brees, oh, and all of a sudden they're not. When I was a kid. Oh, yeah, the Archie Manning Seifert years. When and I yeah. were, were kids, they were brutal. Now, now I did love the quote I saw from Goodell, though, a couple of days back when, when he went to Jets camp, and they asked him essentially about tanking. Yeah. And he said, what? It's uh, it's not tanking now. It's Everybody develops their program at their own speed yes. or something like that. <laughs> okay, the you Jets have, are, yeah. you've got a, probably two or three teams purposely trying to lose as many games as possible, yeah. and you're trying to spin this as, oh, you don't understand. The Jets just have a philosophy. Yeah, they don't want to win football games. Well, yeah, the funny, the hard part about the tanking argument in the NFL is that most of the teams are really close. And so, yeah. like, you can be trying to tank, but then you could – you could play a bunch of other teams that are just not that much different in talent and uh, mm-hmm. organization than you, and a few things go your way in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden you're a 6-10 and ten team. And, yeah. and not that that's great or what you should be aspiring to, but it's not easy to really try to lose games. As it, uh, It's much harder to manipulate that in the NFL than it would be in the NBA, and it's much harder to reach that, that end point. I mean, you're... I guess, I guess in any sport, you don't know for sure if you're going to lose more games than anybody else and get in the best spot. But football, I think, is the hardest just because, you know, 90% of the teams are, are very close in terms of their talent level. My favorite stories about tanking are the teams that had, didn't have it work out. Like the Seattle Mariners almost got Steven Strasburg, yeah. but on the last day of the season, they yeah. beat the Oakland A's right. in a completely pointless game that if I was the manager or GM, I would have. Well, I would have started the catcher as the pitcher that day. The all, we need to lose. The all-time story in this town is what? Yeah. It's, it's Christmas Eve in Washington with the awful Vikings team that legitimately had won one game. Yes. They, they beat the Cardinals at the Metrodome legit. They should have lost at Carolina, yep. uh, but Graham Gano missed a field goal attempt, yep. so the Vikings fluke won that game to get to two that wins. Christian Ponder's first start, I think. Yeah, and so then they go to Washington Christmas Eve, and that's the game Adrian blows his knee out. Everything's gone wrong. Yeah. And Ponder gets hurt. Yeah. And Joe Webb, Joe Webb comes in mm-hmm. and wins that game. And that's Leslie goes up to the podium afterwards, you know, Merry Christmas. This is the greatest <laughs> gift. No. Nope. Well, like, you just lost Andrew Luck, Les. Well, what, what happens, I think the way it worked out that year, they would have had the number two pick. And so if they didn't want Robert Griffin, they could have traded him for the same uh, boatload of draft picks that, that the, uh, the Rams ended up getting for him. And so at the very least, yeah, that was one of the – when, when they, I mean, it was, it was one of the darkest days in franchise history because at the time we didn't even know if Peterson was coming back or what the deal right. was and how long he was going to be out the following year and running back, tearing his ACL, what's it going to leave him and all that. Plus, they blew their, their only real chance for having ma- a massive draft haul that year. Anytime we uh, get into the conversation about tanking or where franchises are, to me it always comes back to how good you think Sam Bradford's going to be, like yeah. where this organization is. Because you and I would be on the same page saying, hey, if you re-sign Xavier Rhodes and Everson Griffin and those guys, defense is going to be pretty good. Yeah. But I always have a tough time thinking you can really win the Super Bowl unless you have one of those great quarterbacks. Right. Or, or at very least, you would have to admit it gives you a way better chance. 
that it, you know, or you always get. at least the guy get, who had a career year. Yeah, yeah. You, you always get, uh, well, Trent Dilfer, one, yeah, I get that. But you have a way better chance yeah. if you have Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. Uh, how good do you think that Sam Bradford is going to be this year? You know, I guess the, the big thing of looking at him is that, and, and I think you, Judd, I think you guys talked about this yesterday, is that the, the career arcs for quarterbacks continue to rise yep. way past his age. I believe he's 29, mm-hmm. and we see quarterbacks having better years now at age 32, 33, 34 than they had at 28, 27. So it's not as though, you know, they're used to, they're, there's, there's a scouting axiom that after 20 starts you know whether a quarterback's going to be good or not. But it doesn't mean you know you've seen his best yet. Mm-hmm. And so there is every reason based on recent history to think that Sam Bradford can be better this year than he was last year and better next year than he is this year. And so that is the sort of the positive of where he is in the, in the, the typical quarterback arc. You know, injuries have certainly derailed his progress. He's in the best situation he's probably had in a while. I think he can, you know, I don't, I don't know that I will view, I, I can give him the view of, of, uh, of a top 10 type quarterback. I don't know that we've seen that, but he certainly is a guy who, uh, if all the things fall into place and he can have a career year, that could take a team to the Super Bowl. So here, here to me is the most important question because we can talk all we want about, man, could he be a top five QB and, and it's pie in the sky stuff. But, Kevin, how good do you think he needs to be? Because he's now surrounded by offensive components that really yeah. fit him well. In your in your mind, uh, for the Vikings to make a postseason run, yeah. how good does Bradford need to be? He still needs to be really good. We've seen plenty of years with this franchise when they've had a good defense and just not the quarterback mm-hmm. to, to match it. You know, I think to the Tavares Jackson years, I think to um, you know some of the other times when they've run out guys for a year or two at a time uh, or tried to use backup type players, and and you, it just doesn't. I mean, you can make the playoffs with a great defense and an underperforming quarterback, but you're not going to go that far. Um, and so if they want to make the playoffs and make a legitimate run uh, to the Super Bowl, and that's the optimism that 30... February 4th. 31 teams, not the Browns. 30, 30, <laughs> February 4th. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. home. Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. First team ever to play at home in the Super Bowl. If that's your, if that's your goal, then you can't get around it without having a, you know, a near elite uh, season with the quarterback. I think uh, Bucky Hodges and Sam Bradford have something in common which is you can talk yourself into it. With Bucky Hodges, you can go, man, you see his 40 time? Like, look at this guy's college highlights. And with Sam Bradford, you go, look at this backfield now. Look at they added Michael Floyd. There's some level of optimism with Laquan Treadwell. The line is better. I'm talking myself into it. But then there is always a thing that we have to come back to, which is with Bucky Hodges, he's a sixth-round draft pick for a reason. I think we've seen that a lot in training camp so far. And with Sam Bradford, this is the league's basically worst third-down quarterback over years now. And a guy whose career highs are really not all that impressive outside of quarterback rating, which can be a really flawed stat. And when you come back to, it's not just that he would need to go up a bit to be in that category. It's that he would need to go up a lot because of how good quarterbacking is now in the NFL. Yeah, and when I said he's in the best situation he's ever been, I I guess I'm thinking – in terms of being a healthy and b having the offensive coordinator that he's had his most success with in his career, and yeah. so those are. But when you look, when you take a step step back and look nationally at other teams and, and compare it to where the Vikings are, it's not as if he has this star-studded uh, supporting cast. Right. It's not Atlanta last year. No, no. I mean, there's you know Michael Floyd. You know, if he's your best receiver, and you know, then that then he, we know what he can do. But that doesn't indicate uh, you know depth. You know, crazy depth right. everywhere. 
Um, you know, Stefan Diggs, you know, we like what we see with him in practice, but, you know, when you compare him to some of the other receivers in the league, it's no, there's no contest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kyle Rudolph, a really good uh, tight end, but not like one of the top three or four, you know, all-around tight mm-hmm. ends. The offensive line, they think they've made better, but it's not even close not to the Cowboys top or anything so like right. that. So, so this is not a, it's not as if he's been dropped in and all he has to do is go, which open receiver should I throw to? How many should I take? Eight or nine seconds to throw? Right. Like, I can't and decide. But there's, so that's, there's still a lot on his shoulders. So can, can this defense then, I, essentially with, with the conversation that we're having here, Kevin, this is going to have to be what, top three defense? This is going to have to be a pretty dominant defense yeah. if this is going to work as planned. And it can be. I actually think that can be the case when you combine, you know, the, the talent at their at their you know, athletic peaks. You know, Xavier Rhodes at, is at his peak right now of his career, you know, in terms of where you normally see cornerbacks heading into his peak. Right. Harrison Smith is, Everson Griffin, you know, Danielle, Danielle Hunter can, can do anything he wants to do. Barr and Hendricks are, could both be in, in contract talks after this year, so they should both be. Uh, uh, motivated, and so there's there's a lot of reasons, and then and then the Mike Zimmer factor of, of the way he calls a defense is not to be uh, to, to be downplayed at all. So they could be at you know I don't know, top three, top five, top they could be one of the best defenses in the league, that's for sure. But you want that still you know you st- you can't that defense can't carry you through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The uh, the offense not only has to to show up, but it has to play at a high level as yeah, well. During the off season, I was looking through numbers of uh, average Super Bowl winners. And my favorite stat to use is one that's really nerdy. It's adjusted yards per attempt, which, yeah, I know points are easier, but I think adjusted yards per attempt uh, tells you a little bit clearer of the story. The average Super Bowl winners historically have ranked sixth on offense and sixth on defense, which stunning breaking sports news, a good offense and defense at the same time is probably (laughs) the best way to go. But it made me think, yeah, there are a few times where your Denver Broncos show up and they have their defense dominate. Also, they had to have New England's yeah. kicker miss an extra point, and Antonio right. Brown miss a game, and, you know, the turf wasn't very good for Cam Newton. Right. Like, everything went their way that season. That's what makes me think, yes, I think that defense will be good again, but if you don't have Sam Bradford elevate himself and you yeah. don't have one of the better offenses in the league, you're still going to be in that Kansas City Chiefs territory of, Pretty good, but really well, not yeah, one of the true yeah, competitors. Interesting you say that because one of the um, historically the number one indicator of who's going to win of a Super Bowl contender slash champion is another kind of nerdy stat. It's uh, passer rating differential. So basically, yeah, how much yeah. how much difference is there between the nerd convention how much on. your passer? Huh? <laughs> the nerd convention. Yes, going really on. is. Football how much how much of a difference there is between your team your quarterback's passer rating and your defenses? passer rating against other quarterbacks so what it boils down to is how good is your quarterback playing and how good are you at stopping how good are you <laughs> right. at stopping the right. other team's but quarterback breaking news so that's that's the number one differential so when we talk about can a defense carry and can a can sam bradford just play okay you know, no i mean not to win the super bowl not right. anybody not aaron Rodgers, not you know in, in matthew anybody. if you want to know the team that has the you know historically the best chance at, at getting the super, they didn't always win it but they had the really good chance it was how good their their pass defense was against your versus how good your offense was playing it uh, in the passing game. Thank you, sir. All right. Appreciate it. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. 